Victory Church, man, it has been great to worship with you guys so far this morning. And I'm excited about continuing on in that worship here with a sermon, because everything that we do is an act of worship, every single thing, not just the music. So I'm excited about continuing on. As we dive into the sermon today, i got a quick question for you. So have you guys ever seen one of those shows, like a TV show or a movie, especially the TV shows, man, um, where it's just like everything seems so perfect? Like these, these perfect little families in these perfect little worlds. I'm talking about like Leave it to Beaver or, you know, the, um, the Brady Bunch or something like that. Like everything just seems perfect. It's like nothing could go wrong in these families. Man, it's like the worst thing that happens in these families that we see is like sibling rivalry. And then by the end of the episode, it's like they're best friends. So the sibling rivalry that happened at the beginning of the episode, and there was so much drama in it, it was like a good thing because now they're like best friends. I mean, it's like the worst thing that we see happening in these families. And then they never talk about all this hardship that's going on in their communities or in the world around them. It's just like their family is just so perfect, Every, got everything together, and the world around them is so perfect in these shows. But guys, real life isn't like that, is it? Real life is not at all like that. Real life is crazy. It is chaotic. I mean, it's broken. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that. Man, a blind person could see this. There is so much chaos and brokenness in the world. All you got to do is look at the news. I mean, look at what happened last week in Vegas. Look at the hurricanes that have, that have hit um, our nation here recently. And the, the tropical storms that are coming, too. I mean, look at what's going on in North Korea, Kim Jong-un. All, all we got to do is say his name, man, and we know, man, this is a broken place. There are some crazy people in this place. You know, what about the wars that are going on constantly in different parts of the world? Wars that we don't even know about a lot of times. And in the famine, there are millions of people, millions of people that are starving to death as we sit here today children that are starving to death. There is so much brokenness in the world. We live in such a broken world, and there's so many broken people. We are broken people. We have struggles. We have issues in our life, and with so much brokenness, it begs this question, like, what is going on? What caused all this brokenness? Where did this start? What happened, man? What happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. It's something called the fall of man. You can read about it in Genesis chapter 3 when sin entered the world. Starting with Adam and Eve, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, it caused a separation between us and God. And the separation between us and God caused this brokenness in our lives and in the world around us. Every single one of us is broken. Every single, this whole world is broken. All of us struggle with this sin. We've invited it into our lives. We've invited it into the world around us, which was created brokenness everywhere but i'm going to tell you something there is good news for those of us that are in jesus christ for those of us that know and follow jesus christ and that is the fact that the beauty of the gospel shines through our brokenness that's the big idea today the beauty of the gospel shines through our brokenness guys no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how chaotic, how crazy, how broken your life or the world around you may seem, I want to tell you something. We have a loving God. He loves us so incredibly much. And he has a plan of redemption in motion, not only to piece back together the broken pieces of this broken, fallen world and the broken pieces of our life, but he actually wants to use our brokenness to accomplish that plan. He wants to use us and our brokenness, because again, the beauty of the gospel shines 
true in our brokenness. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the fact that you haven't left us broken. Haven't just left us in this fallen world, but Jesus, that you came down into this fallen, broken world. That you created a way back to God for us. And I just thank you so much for that. I thank you for the fact that we don't have to live in this broken state forever, Father. That you are mending us back together and eventually we have the hope and the promise of a future where we will be completely mended back together with no pains, no struggles ever again. I thank you so much for that. God, I pray that you open our eyes. For us as Christians, I pray that you continue making and molding us, Father. Help us to surrender those broken pieces to you so you can make and mold us and create breakthrough in our lives. And for those of us that maybe are here when we don't know Christ, I pray that you open eyes, open hearts, Father. I pray all of these things in Jesus' mighty and precious name. And I also pray, Holy Spirit, that you just flood this environment, take over this sermon. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the main text we're going to be in, it's one verse. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. If you've got your Bible, break it out. But if not, we've got the, um, the text right up here. It says, Now we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power Maybe from God and not from us. Let me read that again. Now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. So there's a couple of things in this text that I, that I want to really kind of hone in on. And first is this word treasure. Treasure. And this is Paul that's writing this. And the treasure that he's talking about is the gospel message. The gospel message of hope, redemption, and freedom. Where Jesus Christ came down to earth. And he took our debt, nailed it to the cross, died in our place so that he could bridge the gap between us and God and bring us back home. That is the gospel message. And he gives us, it's like this invitation where he invites us to respond to it. He doesn't force us to respond to it. He invites us to respond to it because he loves us so much. That's the treasure that Paul is talking about in this treasure. And then he says something else, and it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like, it seems out of place. Like, what is Paul talking about here? Why did he mention this, especially next to treasure? This makes no sense. He mentions these clay jars. Clay jars. And see, in Scripture, clay, when it's mentioned, it's often, often mentioned as something that represents something brittle, something that's easily broken or destroyed or decayed. It's just so brittle. And, and, and back in ancient Greece, where this uh, city of Corinth is, they would have these clay jars. And so Paul is intentionally using these words because he wants to use something that, that, that they're going to understand. They have these clay jars in their house. They use these, and these, they know that these things are so brittle. They, they're the most um, uh, least valuable items in their house. I mean, they're worth very, very little. And, and they often have these scratches and these little breaks and cuts around them, and they break, just shatter so easily. So Paul is using this reference of a clay jar to speak to these people because they understand what that is. They have these clay jars in their house. And the clay jars that Paul is talking about is us. That represents us. We are like clay jars. We are so easily destroyed, so easily broken. We've got these chips and these, these cracks in our life. And it doesn't take much at all just to completely destroy us. That's what Paul is talking about here. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6 says this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down at once to the potter's house. There I will reveal my words to you. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working away at the wheel. But the jar that he was making from the clay became flawed in the potter's hand. 
So he made it into another jar, as it seemed right for him to do. The word of the Lord came to me. House of Israel, can I not treat you like this potter treats his clay? This is the Lord's declaration. Just as the clay and the potter's hand, so are you in my hand of Israel. Guys, this is, this is God. This is what God wants to do for us. He wants to continually make and mold us. Continually make and mold us. We have to bring him our broken pieces in order for him to do that. So to continue and make, mold us into the image of his son. And we have so much brokenness in our lives. So much. And that's why this has to be a constant pro- uh, process in our life. Consistently giving, handing over the brokenness in our lives so that God can consistently make and mold us. And any time that we you know, entertain sin or invite sin into our life, no matter how little it may seem, we're adding to that brokenness. No matter how small it may seem in the moment, you're adding to that brokenness in your life. And that's why, again, it has to be a consistent process where we're handing it over to God so we can make and mold us. See, sin leads to separation from God. And separation from God leads to brokenness. Brokenness leads to hardships, to pains, to struggles in this life. And eventually it leads to death and eternal separation from God. Eternal separation. See, that's why this treasure that's mentioned is so valuable. It's so important because God knows that eventually this brokenness in our lives In this life, it's going to lead to death and eternal separation from him. where We're completely just destroyed. That's why Jesus Christ came down to this earth to bridge the gap so that we would have the choice to respond to the gospel message and be saved through that. And through that process, that, when we respond to the gospel message, that is when God saves us, when he molds us and he makes us, and eventually makes us whole again. Brokenness is, it's this loss of identity. The loss of identity, it's a, it's a loss of direction, loss of discipline. It's even a loss of community with God and then with each other. That's why so many people can be in this crowded room, surrounded by people, but feel completely alone and empty. And you have these people that have so much power and so much wealth in their life, and yet they still, at the end of the day, feel so empty. Why is that? It's because Jesus Christ is the only one that can fulfill us. He is the only one that can mend our broken pieces back together. We try to, you know, fill in the gaps with all these little things, but Jesus Christ, the only one that can mend us back together by responding to that gospel message. Colossians 1, 13 through 14 says, He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His Son He loves. In Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Guys, as Christians, we got to realize that when we're saved, we are saved. Our name, name is in the Lamb's book of life, yes. And God is starting that process of making and molding us. But again, this is a consistent process. We still have brokenness in our life, broken pieces in our life that we have to hand over to God. And again, this is a consistent process. So many Christians, they go around thinking, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm good, I'm saved. You know, I'm just going to ride it out until I go to heaven. Guys, this is a consistent process in our life where God is making and molding us into the image of Christ. It never stops. No matter how much Christian maturity you think you have, no matter how many things you've accomplished or you think you've accomplished in the name of Christ, no matter how long you have been a Christian, this is a consistent process. A consistent process. And every single one of us struggles, guys, in this life. Every single one of us struggles with sin 
that continues adding to that brokenness in our lives. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Again, he's consistently making and molding us. And, and it's not that we're, we need to be perfect in this life. Okay, Jesus Christ is the only one that's perfect. Don't try to be perfect. You can't be perfect. But the, here's the thing. We are called to continually seek Christ. We are called to continually give him our broken pieces so that he can make us, mold us, and grow us. We are called to grow spiritually on a consistent basis. But this is only possible when we hand our broken pieces over to God. Say, God, make me, mold me on a consistent basis. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are all being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. Who is the Spirit. And guys, as we go through this process where God is making and molding us. Again, it is a consistent process in our lives. One of the things that we're able to do through this process is, again, we're consistent. We're always, we're, we're, we have this brokenness in our lives. But as we're going through it, we're able to declare the name of Jesus through our brokenness. To declare the name of Jesus through our brokenness. Because it's when we declare his name through our brokenness that his light shines through us so much brighter. God, God doesn't need us, guys. He, he doesn't need us, and he will work through our lives even if we don't hand over the broken pieces to him. He'll work through us, and, and his light will shine through our lives, penetrating the darkness. But here's the thing. When we work with God, rather than working against him, when we work with him, giving him those broken pieces, and wanting his light to shine through us, looking for, intentionally looking for opportunities to shine his light through our broken pieces, that is when we can be a part of this plan of redemption. That is when revivals break out. That is when people's lives are changed. The environment around us is changed because we are longing for and looking for opportunities to shine Christ's light into this dark and dying world, and it shines the brightest through our brokenness. And there's several, there's several ways, there's several things that, that show through our brokenness, and, and not only to us, but to this world around us. But I want to hit on three big things today. Three big things. The first thing that declaring the name of Christ through our brokenness shows us and the world around us is how perfect God is. How perfect God is. See, guys, perfect people do not need a perfect God. Perfect people do not need a perfect Savior. It's when we allow our brokenness to be exposed, that is when Christ's light shines through us the brightest. It's the people that realize they're broken. They hand the broken pieces to God they're the ones that know that they need a perfect Savior. They're the ones that know that they need a perfect Savior. See, Jesus Christ is referred to as the great physician in Scriptures, the great physician. And see, if, you, if you're sick, let's say you got a cough, you got a cold, whatever it may be going on, the flu, you go to the doctor, and you go up to him, and you're like, hey, doc, I'm feeling great. I got no issues. I'm feeling fantastic. This is the best day of my life. I feel like I could go out and run a marathon right now. I'm feeling fantastic. I just came to check on you, man. And I'm doing great. I don't really need your help. If you do that, what's the doctor going to do? For one, he's going to look at you like you're crazy, like, what you doing here? And two, he's going to be like, all right, bye. Well, it's the same thing with Jesus. If we don't take our brokenness to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you. I need your help. If we don't do that, if we just say, Jesus, I'm, I'm good. I don't need you. And say, okay, all right. 
We have to give him the brokenness in our life, guys, in order for him to heal us, to repair those broken pieces in our life. And again, this is a consistent, constant process. And when we hold on to those broken pieces in our life, when we hold back from giving him that brokenness in our life, then what we're doing is we're holding back from the impact that he wants to have through our life with so many people that are looking for healing, that are, that are looking for something to mend those broken pieces. So many people out there that are clinging to all these other things out there in the world, longing for something. And when we shine our light, Christ's light, through our broken pieces, that is when that light of Christ penetrates their life. That is when they see the light of Christ, the brightest, when we shine it through our brokenness. And so many broken people out there are longing for something, needing a perfect Savior to save them and mend them back together. The second thing that we see as we declare the name of Christ through our brokenness is how powerful God is. How powerful He is. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. It reside in me. As when we refuse to allow the repercussions of our sin, the struggles in our life, you know, the issues, the pride, whatever it is, when we refuse to allow those things to hold us back, and when we say with confidence, through anything that we may be going on, maybe going on in our life, the struggles, the pains, the hardships, we declare the name of Christ. Through those broken pieces, again, his light shines so much brighter. Only broken people need a powerful God to restore them. Only broken people need a powerful God to restore them. And one of the best ways to see the power of God in our lives is when we see breakthrough happen. When he uses our brokenness to create breakthrough. Because any time that I've received breakthrough i've seen breakthrough in my life no matter what it may be if it's an addiction it's a habit it's a hurt it's a you know relationship issue anything at all anytime i've ever seen that it's only when i have given god the broken pieces in my life and said god i can't do this on my own i need your help and i've looked through so, i've looked so many different places in the world there's so many worldly things and i'm going to tell you i have never seen breakthrough not once not once have I seen breakthrough in my life by clinging on to worldly things. It is only when I've taken my broken pieces to Jesus and said, I need your help. I'm so broken, I'm so lost. And then surrounded myself with his people that encourage me and point me in his direction. That's the only time I've ever seen breakthrough in my life. Psalm 51, 16 through 17 says, you do not want a sacrifice. This is David talking um, about God. You do not want a sacrifice or I would give it. You are not pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humble heart. God, see, King David realized this, this man accomplished so much. The greatest king in Israel's history accomplished so much, but he understood that it wasn't about him. It wasn't about his accomplishments. It's about God. It's about God, and he writes this in light of sin that he had, he had committed and the fact that he knew he was a broken man. Regardless of the accomplishment, regardless of the, the fact that he was, a called, he was called a man after God's own heart, the greatest king that Israel ever had, 
but he still knew that he was a broken man in need of a powerful Savior. And it's when he took his broken pieces to God, he knew that is what God longs for because God longs for our heart. He doesn't long for the action. It's not how good you are. It's not how much you know, how much you do. It's the heart. And when we bring our broken pieces to God and say, Daddy, help me, that's when God steps in and that's when breakthrough happens. King David knew that, and as Christians, we are called to do the same thing on a consistent basis without holding back. Because, guys, when we, when we hold back those broken pieces from God, we're holding back from the breakthrough that God wants to give us in our lives. The breakthrough, and this is a consistent basis where he wants to give us all kinds of different breakthrough in our lives, shattering the, the struggles, the hardships, the pain. We still go through the hardships and pains, but he grows us stronger and matures us so much more. We're not bound down by those hardships and those pains. And as he's using us and growing us and molding us and maturing us and creating breakthrough in our lives, what happens is he's not only creating breakthrough in our life and redeeming our life, but he's also using us, shining his light through our brokenness to this dark and dying world. It's this incredible plan of redemption where God not only helps us, saves us, mends us back together, matures us, creates this breakthrough in our life, but he also uses us to be a part of his incredible plan of redemption, shining his light that penetrates the darkness around us to so many hurting, lost, and broken people in this lost and broken world. Some people try to act like they're, like they're strong, you know, they're big and bad, like I'm good, man. I've been through so much in my life. I can, you know, list all these things out that I've been through. I'm good. I don't need God. I don't need other people. I've made it so far. I I mean, you know, this thing over here, that's going to be hard, but that ain't nothing. I mean, you should see what I went through back here. I got this, man. I got this. I can do this. I used to have that mentality. I used to walk around thinking I'm all big and bad, and I got this. I got this together. I've been through all these things in my life. I got this, man. That ain't nothing but a thing. But I'm going to tell you something, and I learned this by falling on my butt at the bottom of a pit. And that is the fact that if we do not get healing for the hardships, the struggles, the pain, the brokenness in our life, and that so-called strength that you think you're carrying around, it's nothing more than a mask. A mask that's hiding what's underneath. And what's hiding underneath is the pain, the insecurities, the fears that are still there. They're just being hidden. They're just being hidden. See, guys, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ did not come to this earth and die in your place to give you superficial breakthrough, to give you superficial salvation or breakthrough. He came to give you the kind of breakthrough that makes you want to take those masks off and shatter them because you know that is the sign of weakness, that the true sign of strength is God shining through your light. It's not about how strong we are. It's about how strong God is, and his strength shines through our broken pieces. It's about God's strength, not about ours. Not about ours. And guys, a lot of times, too, we, we tend to kind of lose sight of kind of the true beauty and, and the reason for God's redemptive plan, the reason that Jesus Christ came to earth. Because, see, underneath all the, the laws, underneath all the commands, underneath all this, like, you know, big Christian jargon that, that a lot of jargon that a lot of theologians and Bible scholars like to toss around is, is the heart of a loving father. A loving father. He loves us so incredibly much. 
so much. And that's what this is all about. Our loving Father that longs to bring us home, that longs to mend our broken pieces back together and make us whole again. Guys, the overall theme of the Bible, the Bible together, the overall theme is God's redemptive plan for his children that he loves without measure. God's redemptive plan for us. That is the reason for all of this. God loves us so incredibly much. And that brings us to that third, third big thing that we see and other people see when we declare the name of Christ through our brokenness. And that is how loving God is. How loving God is. John 3.16 says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So imagine with me this person that's just drowning in this vast abyss. They're out in the ocean or whatever else. They're just drowning deep, deep, deep in this vast abyss. And they, it's not like death is probable. Death is imminent. They, they are going to die. It's just, there's no way out. But here's the worst thing. They don't even realize that they're drowning. It's like they're asleep in this comatose. They don't even realize that they are literally in the process of drowning to death. And then, bam, all of a sudden, their eyes are open. They see around them. They see that they are drowning. They see that there's no way they could swim up there in this vast abyss. They're just like, oh, my goodness, what is going to happen? Is death isn't probable. It is imminent. It is going to happen. They are going to die if something doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, they reach out, and they feel something. And it's as if this thing has been placed right there because they're in in this vast abyss. Where did this come from? It's just been placed right there for them. And they can reach out and they can grab it. And they see it's this breathing apparatus. And they take the plunge. It's this leap of faith where they take it and they grab hold and they breathe in. And that oxygen just comes in and fills their lungs and gives them that air that they need, that life support that they need. And it was only possible because it was placed there for them to grab. And all they had to do was reach out, take it, and breathe. And see, in the same way, that is what Jesus Christ has done for us. As we were drowning, hopelessly drowning in our sin, broken, I mean, broken pieces that were eventually going to be completely destroyed. And we didn't even realize, but here's the thing. God stepped down into our brokenness, into this sinful world that we were drowning in. And he took our sin he put it on his back and he paid for it in our place and when we respond to the gospel message that is the only thing that can bring life back into our brokenness that is the only thing that can save us that is the only thing that can mend back those broken pieces in our life and it's only because of god's incredible love for us his incredible love for us When Jesus Christ came to earth and died in our place, the God of the universe died in our place for our sins in order to piece us back together, bring us home and piece us back together. It's incredible love of such an incredible God. And when we declare the name of Christ through the brokenness, that's when this world around us, this dark and dying world around us, sees Christ's love radiating through us. Because again, it's only because of God's love. And it's only because we were broken that we needed a loving Savior to step into our mess, into this broken, fallen world. 
and give us life. Because there are so many different things that we could talk about when it comes to brokenness, in regards to brokenness. I, I want to hit on one last thing here. One thing that we have the opportunity to do because of our brokenness. Something that we'll, we're able to do here and now that we will not be able to do in the next life because we're only able to declare the name of Christ through our brokenness when we have brokenness, when we have struggles in our life. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. As here and now, we have the opportunity to praise God. Here and now, we have the opportunity to strive for Christ. Here and now, we have the opportunity to walk in victory, declaring the name of Christ through our struggles. And that is only possible because we have struggles and we have brokenness in this life. Again, in the next life, we will not have the brokenness, the struggles, and the hardships. So in this life, no matter what comes your way, through the struggles, through the pains, through the hardships, through the brokenness, declare the name of Christ. When the struggles get harder, declare, when the struggles get harder, declare the name of Jesus harder. Declare his goodness harder. No matter what comes your way in this life, declare the name of Jesus through your brokenness. Let's be a people that declares the name of Jesus through our brokenness, even to our last breath, holding our tattered banners of victory high above our head, shining Christ's light through our brokenness to this dark and dying world all the way home all the way home worship team i want to invite you guys up as the gospel shines through in our brokenness in our brokenness perfect people do not need a perfect gospel of hope freedom and redemption it is only people that long to be made whole again people that know that they are broken that need a perfect God. Guys, let's be a people that refuses to hide the broken pieces of our life and instead strives for Christ, giving him our broken pieces on a consistent basis, asking him to make and molding us, desiring more of his presence in our life. And then through that, let's be a people that longs for God to work through us, shining his light through our broken pieces to this dark and dying, broken world and so many broken people that need his light so incredibly much. Because again, the beauty of the gospel shines through our brokenness. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the fact that you did not leave us in this broken state. The fact that you created a way for us to respond to your gospel message. The fact that you are continually making and molding us. You do not give up on us. And not only that, but you use us. So you have this incredible plan of redemption for us, for this whole world around us, and that you use us to accomplish this plan. Father, I pray that you shine your light through our brokenness. Help us to give you our broken pieces and shine your light through our brokenness to this dark, dying, and broken world around us that needs you so incredibly much. I pray all these things in your mighty and precious name, Jesus. Amen.